What's good, people? It is your boy, S. Foster, back for another episode of 28 Minutes or Less. And this is episode 96 of the podcast. So I took a week off last week. Um, you know, I just felt that I wanted to come with something really good this week and really just giving myself, you know what I mean, a little bit of space. But I did have some things I had to do last week, so that's one of the reasons why I didn't get an episode in. But I came up with a great idea today, and it was something I was listening to, and it gave me a very great idea. So, and it also put me in the mode of talking about something that I've been wanting to talk about for a while. And the first thing is, I just want to talk about some of the, my personal great hip-hop collaborations, right? So, and the other thing I want to get into is really the same subject, but it also has to do with something that we don't see anymore as far as like label group type things. And the things that I'm going to zero in on is Lil Wayne with Young Money, they did the one album. MMG, you know what I'm saying? They did the self-made album. They did two of them with Rick Ross. Good Music, they did one. Oh man, what was it called? I forget what it's called, but I will have the name of it a little bit later. And the fourth one is No Limit with Master P, right? So I'm gonna get into that a little later on in the podcast. But I came up with this idea and I was like, yo, like, that'd be dope. Now, obviously, this is spur of the moment, so I didn't really go in all deep. This is just really stuff that I already have, like, in my Serato, like, what I already got down. Like, I didn't research anything. This is just really just going off the cuff. Like, I always say, this podcast is really a spur of the moment type of thing. It's something that I love to do. Like, I'm not... You know, I'm not. I'm going as far as at least fact checking. At least I know Michael Rappaport loves to run off this whole thing of no fact checking. Like that's his, like that's his niche. Like he loves to tell people no fact checking. I'm just giving you things, and I'm not going to go double check. So I did double check just the fact of like having everybody names down like, that are in the songs and all that type of stuff like that. So it isn't a list. It's just things that I just came up with just really quickly. Um, so I'm pretty sure I'm gonna miss some things. I know there's gonna be some collabs that y'all gonna be like, yo, like you are fucking tripping. How can you not have this song or this song or that song? So what I'm gonna start with, right? I'm gonna start with my guy, DMX, right? And this is just a few of the things that he was, either the song was his or he was featured on it, right? So the first thing that came to mind when it comes to DMX for me was Blackout, right? That was on the Fresh, Flesh of My Flesh, Blood of My Blood album. He had the locks on there. And oh, before I get there, so let me tell you my interpretation of what hip hop collaboration is, right? The reason why, cause this is the thing, when you, and this is the greatest example, the Wu-Tang Clan, right? Now, the Wu-Tang Clan is full of individuals and they just made a group, right? 
the reason why I'm not using anything that they did because as a collective, they are a group. So in order for me to add like something like, like Triumph is one of my favorite songs ever, right? Rap songs to ever come out, one of the greatest. Nobody is featured on it. It's everybody that is in the Wu-Tang Clan and there's no features on it. So I'm not putting them down as a collab because they are a group. Even though it's full of individuals, individuals that everybody know when it comes to Raekwon, The Wizard, Method Man, Old Dirty, like Ghostface, everybody know these people. But what I'm saying is they are a group. They, are, they came in as a group. Well, Method Man was kind of an individual that was in the group, but that's a whole nother conversation for another day. But I don't consider that a collab. Also, I think that in my dumb thinking of when it comes to making like these little unwritten rules that I put together to kind of justify my list or whatever, it's not really a list, but just some songs. But anyway, I feel that there has to be more than two people. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't want to use a song where it's just, you know, Wayne and Ross. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like you have to throw another person in there to kind of make it like a hip hop collab. Like, I know that probably makes no sense. That's just like when I do like a list of movies, like I don't like to add horror movies and comedy movies in my list. And I know it's dumb, but it's just something that I come up in my own head. So yeah, I'm just weird like that. So the blackout that was on that um, Flesh of My Flesh album, you know what I'm saying? It got DMX, you got the locks, right? Which is Jadakiss, Styles P, and Sheik Looch. And Jay-Z was on that record. Great fucking song. You know what I'm saying? Another song that this was one of the reasons why I came up with the idea because the whole conversation started around this song. And it's the lock song, Money, Power, Respect featuring Lil' Kim and DMX. Money, Power, Respect was a very, very dope track. And these 90s New York hip hop stuff, they, they really had a great thing going because when it comes to a lot of New York artists back in that time, you got a lot of features like that. And a lot of the times they, they, they didn't really creep out of their whole zone. So it was just kind of like they were building themselves up in a way because everybody know hip hop really originated from New York. So the New York order, artists, a lot of them fought with each other. Another one, Mace. 24 Hours to Live, featuring The Locks, Black Rob, and DMX. That song was one of my favorite songs off of that Mace album, like that Harlem World album. The other one was the one that he did with Total, um, Tell Me What You Want From Me. I can't remember if that was the title of the song, but that was my shit. That's another one because there are three 
people in total. So that's another track that was really dope when it comes to hip hop collabs. Because Mace kind of came in, like the thing with Mace, you know, it's very, well, let me let me rephrase this, this thing. Drake is very Mace-ish because if you listen to Tell Me What You Want From Me with Total and the way that Mace was rapping in that song, you kind of get those, you know what I'm saying, same vibes. But those hip hop collabs, like there was a lot of locks and there was a lot of DMX right there. So that was a really, really good time in music, especially in New York for what they was doing. Another one. <laughs> I just sounded like Cali. Another one, Diddy. You know what I'm saying? Featuring the Notorious B.I.G. Busta Rhymes, Victory. Victory, man, I used to play Victory heavy. Um, Busta, he completely killed the hook. Um, I wasn't a huge Diddy fan, but you know what I'm saying? I like Big. So that was one of the reasons why I listened to it. And then like that made me, I mean, I, I've always been a Busta fan. Uh, I had that album when, when Disaster Strikes, you know what I'm saying? It was, it was uh, some good tracks on there. But Victory Man was a really, really good song. And it fits into those songs that I was just talking about when it comes to money, power, respect, blackout, you know what I'm saying? 24 Hours to Live, Victory fit in those type of songs. Some other stuff that I wanted to throw out there before I really got into my shit was, this is a newer song, not newer, but considering what I was just talking about, it's a newer song. But before I get there, no, I mentioned that later, I mentioned that later. Okay, right, Ty Dolla Sign. Blase. Blase is my joint. Featuring Future, Race Trimmer. That hook, like, another great conversation is who does the best hooks? I mean, for me, just right off top, I would have to say Future. I would have to say Nate Dogg. I would have to say T-Pain. Um, I mean, 2 Chains does a great hook. I mean, there's a lot of people, you know, obviously Drake, he could do great hooks. There's a lot of people who could do hooks. But like a lot of the times, when you think about hooks, you usually don't take like the best like rapper rappers. You know what I mean? Um, even though Nate Dogg wasn't, Nate Dogg was really the, the cheat code. Like it's hard to, to put Nate Dogg in there, but Nate Dogg is a person that really have to be mentioned just because of who he is. But Ty Dolla Sign's Blase, man, with Future, Race Rumor, man, that was a great track. Um, this song took the world by storm when it came out, man. 3-6 Mafia, Stay Fly, featuring 8-Ball, MJG, and Young Buck. Um, they did the whole Memphis, Tennessee thing. That was a great hip hop collab. I think 8 by MJG is people who are really slept on. 
Uh, I mentioned them when I talked about hip-hop groups. Uh, when I did that podcast a couple of pods ago, um, that was that song was something killer. And this is kind of a cheat code, what I'm about to do, but uh, popping my collar. You know what I'm saying? When it comes to DJ Paul, Crunchy Black, Juicy J, and they featured Pro <clears throat> Project Pat on that record. So to me, that's a collab. Even though they're a group, they featured somebody. So Project Pat added that, so I was able to add that to the list of popping my collar. That, that was a really, really great song, man. Um, but you know, I'm from the South as well, so that's why you're gonna hear a lot of down South type of stuff, like Frasier Boy. Frasier Boy, I got that drink. Now I'm saying this is Houston, but I got that joint featuring Mike Jones and Paul Wall. That song, for me anyway, got heavy airplay. I got that drink, I got that drink, that purple drink. Like that was, even though I didn't even know what the purple drink was, you know, it started to come out more because the more you listen to Houston stuff, um, because they had a little takeover. You know, in the mid 2000s, around about around the time I went to college, so this was more around 2005, 2006, when Houston had this takeover, and you had Frazier Boy, Mike Jones, Paul Wall, um, Chameleonaire, like it was just more and more stuff that was just coming out, and that they had a time, like another one you could add in there, Popwell. They're not from Houston, but I get into that later. But that was that was a time, man. Houston had a time. And you also, when you're talking about that area, you gotta throw Bun B in there, Pimp C. Um, Bun B came out with an album around that time. Get um, well, the album was called Trill, but the song I'm talking about right now is Get Thrown. And you know what I'm saying? He had the late Pimp C on there, Young Jeezy, and Jay-Z. That song was fire. It was some hits on that album, by the way. I think that I think that people uh, slip on uh, Bun B for some odd reason. I don't understand it. I don't get it. But people really need to stop. That dude is a, a whole legend. And see, the thing is, when we talk about Houston, when we talk about legends, like everybody mentioned, you know, the Scarface, the Ghetto Boys, which they are. Um, you know, I've always liked UG, UGK, but I've always been more of a fan of Bun B. And since I'm down that out, UGK, International Players Anthem with Outkast, one of the hardest tracks ever. Um, I think that that's something you definitely cannot sleep on because that track, man, that was hard. That was hard. I type a text to a girl I used to see. Man, no, that's just, come on, man. That was, that was, that was cheat code to add two legendary groups to put together a song and then the video was even hard. Come on, man. Um, but that was, that was my shit though, man. International Player Anthem. That's another one of those tracks. One of my favorite tracks of all times, man. Um, Freeway, What We Do. One of the hardest beats ever featuring Jay-Z and Benny Siegel. That, man, come on. 
like if if you don't if if you don't like that song and you call yourself a hip hop fan, like you got you gotta come on get out of here. That's nuts. That's completely nuts, man. Like the whole beat. I was so obsessed with this beat, I I had to look up what he sampled. And they sampled a group called Creative Source. And um the song Oh man, um, I used to know it by heart, but like that's who they sampled. And I even like that song. Even though you have to really have that ear to hear what they sampled, because like they really, they sped it up. It was, it's, it's really different, but you can hear the sample if you're really paying attention. But that was another one of those songs, man. That was a great collab, man, um, with Freeway, Jay-Z, and Benny Siegel. Another one. This is another one of those cheap ones. You know what I'm saying? But Migos, Having My Way with Drake. Now that was on Culture 3. And when you think about it, you got Drake. And when you think about the Migos, you got Quavo, Takeoff, and Offset. So it's four voices, and I'm calling them the collab now. Drake got, you know, some different collabs with him, but I felt like this is the one that he went the hardest on. So, Having My Way is a really, really dope track. Jim Jones, featuring Amigos. We set the trends. I think that this song was really slept on. I felt that this song really didn't get enough attention but we set the trends. You had uh, Offset doing the uh, doing the hook on there, and even though Jim, being the Harlem dude, he really used the Miko sound. So it, it sounded what the song sounded like. It sounded like Migos featuring Jim Jones. Like that's what it felt like. But it was it was on that Jim Jones. Uh, mixtape that he had put out really really good song man everybody need to go back and reevaluate that song but that's a great one goody mob featuring outcast black ice on that still standing album listen this song is one of the like i know i keep saying this but this is one of the best hip-hop songs to come like, if I was doing a list, this would be in the top five of best hip-hop collabs. Now, they are in, they in the Dungeon Family together, but this isn't a Dungeon Family album. But Black Ice is just a very phenomenal song. And I mean, we talking Outkast and Good Mob, so I mean, what else do you expect? Okay, Jay-Z. Featuring Kanye West and Frank Ocean. No church in a while. Now, I'm mentioning it because Jay-Z is Jay-Z. You know what I'm saying? Greatest rapper. Frank Ocean, one of the best voices in R&B. I love the song, but I hate Kanye, Kanye's verse. I wish he wouldn't have did the auto-tune thing. He, he really messed up the song. 
But No Church in a Wild is so hard, man, with Jay-Z and Frank. Jay-Z and Frank got a good thing, man. Um, he did the, uh, the Ocean joint. Was it Ocean? Or was it Heaven? No, it was Ocean. Was it Ocean? Now I'm slipping my mind, but it was on that Holy Grail album. I do know that. So that's another one of those great collabs. Another one. I love bad bitches, that's my fucking problem. ASAP Rocky. You know what I'm saying? Featuring 2 Chainz, Drake, and Kendrick Lamar. That's one of those hooks, man. Like, 2 Chainz completely murdered the hook on there. And like I said earlier, 2 Chainz, Future, T-Pain. Like, T-Pain was for a time, he was the hook master. You know what I'm saying? I'm gonna get into 2 Chainz a little bit. More when I get into the whole MMG thing. But that song completely took over the world, man. Uh, even though it sounded funny on the radio, well, like you really had to listen to the dirty version because it's like, I love bad, bad. This is like, ah, you hate that. That's why I love listening to the dirty version. Um, DJ Khaled, even though he's kind of a cheat code, uh, I'm so hood. T-Pain, Trick Daddy, Rick Ross, Plies. You know, he did the whole Florida thing there. Um, that record had a time. And it was hard. Also, now this is going to be this is the thing, man. When it, when it comes to remixes, there are a lot of remixes out there. Um, like I said, this was spur of the moment, so I just jumped on it because I know I'm going to be missing some stuff. But Trinidad James, I'll go everything. Their remix had T.I., Young Jeezy, and 2 Chainz. Gold all in my check. Like, it was just... I didn't even know... Like, this was the time where... You could go to the corner store and buy these mixtapes, right? And it was just burnt CDs with a whole bunch of records on it. That's how I heard this Trinidad James all gold everything. I didn't even know who Trinidad James was. And this song was just one of the songs that was on, on the album, on the mixtape that I bought from this corner store. And this song had a time, like, to me, look, I could be wrong on this, but for me, Trinidad James was a one-hit wonder. The only song that I personally know is I'll Go Everything, but that song had its time. Another song I want to mention, and this is... I think it's very slept on, but you, you also gotta, well, there's really nothing to explain because this is really just me. It's Eminem song, Spend Some Time, you know what I'm saying, featuring Obi Trice and 50 Cent. That song was on, if I'm not mistaken, the Encore album, which was one of, really my favorite Eminem album. Um, you know, 
even when it comes to Eminem, you know, you, you got the, the Slim, Shady, Slim Shady EP or LP, and you got the Marshall Mathers LP. But the encore was my joint. Like, for me, it had the most hits on it. But that song was a really, really good song. I liked the whole concept of it, how they did it. That was dope. Outcast, Screw It to the Barber, you know what I'm saying, featuring Raekwon. Now, when I was talking about the New York thing, I was listening to an interview and Raekwon was like, they asked him, like, how did the whole Outcast thing come about? And he was like, now that was on the Equimini album, which is my favorite Outcast album. And he was just like, you know, the whole Source Awards thing happened. And, you know, they set up the whole thing. He was just like, with the whole East Coast, West Coast beef going on or whatever, whatnot, like the South, like, like Andre said, you know, we got something to say. And... He was just like, you know, I was the first New York rapper to feature on an Outkast song. And that kind of really opened up that floodgate of like, when people heard Scooby to the Barber, they was like, oh shit, like a New York rapper can sound good on a Down South record. And it kind of really opened up that floodgates for New York rappers to start you know what i'm saying doing tracks with guys that was out of atlanta because like they really didn't it's like they didn't really want to mix it like 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 i said earlier like new york rappers was featuring on new york stuff you know when it came to outcast like they really was only you know what i'm saying messing around with the dungeon family whatever whatnot and the west coast rappers they was really only messing with west coast so like to me, in my eyes, like this was one of the songs that really opened up the floodgates for people to really start fucking with each other. So I've always loved that song. And Raekwon is my favorite Wu-Tang member. I think he's, to me, in my eyes, he's the, he's the best rapper out of the group and he got the best voice out of the whole group. So that's just my opinions there. Paul Wall, Kanye West, GLC, Drive Slow. Now, this was on both of their albums. This was on Paul Wall's album and it was on Kanye West's album. Drive Slow had, had a time. I don't care what nobody say. It had a time. And at the time, that type of music was, because everybody know, Kanye, let me see, cause this was, oh, what was that album? This was the graduation album. And everybody know that album was a time. You know what I'm saying? Like that album was crazy. Now, even though late registration, I'm more of a late registration guy. I like graduation, but I'm more of that guy. But, that was just a few things that I wanted to mention, but, and listen, I know there's a lot of stuff missing, but I had to 
I had to save myself some space to get into what I wanted to get into right now. So stay on this Kanye West conversation. So the very first thing I want to start with when it comes to this, because this is something that's not really done anymore. So labels started, you know, building themselves a team. And the way to explore all, all the talent that your label had, you had these compilation albums. So Kanye did it with a good music. Well, it was Kanye West Presents Good Music Crew Summer. So it was that album. And for me, the standouts on this was The Morning. Raekwon is on that. And Raekwon was really, if I'm not mistaken, I could be wrong on this. Well, let's, let's just put it this way. He was one of the features. It wasn't a lot of features on there. It was really everybody that was good music. But Raekwon is not a good music artist. But he was featured on the song The Morning, which also had... You had 2 Chains, you had Pusha T, you had Kid Cudi, and Shy High the Prince. That was all on that song. The, the first single that came out that everybody loved, it was a really good track, don't get me wrong, was Mercy. You know what I'm saying? They had Big Sean, Kanye, Pusha T, and 2 Chains. Now, 2 Chains was the newly signed artist to good music. So it was really a surprise to even hear 2 Chains on there. The other song that really stood out was Click. You know what I'm saying? That pretty much had everybody on that but Kid Cudi. You know, I bought, I like Sin City. You know what I'm saying? Sin City had, uh, had John Legend on there. Uh, Sci High The Prince. And if I'm not mistaken, I'm trying to remember, I think, was Marsha Ambrosius on that? I'm not sure. But anyway, Bliss was good. Creepers, even though Creepers only had Kid Cudi, it wasn't no features or anything on that. But people used to have these albums, and I really miss them. And I hate that they're not really now dreamville just did one so j cole just did it so if i'm not mistaken he's the latest to do it with the dreamville joint so you got to show them some love as well so the other one that i want to mention we going old school i'm saying with master p and no limit okay What's so funny about the way that Master P did it was he found the cheat code. He found the cheat code and what he did was he got all of his artists and all of his artists kept featuring on their stuff so they didn't have to really mess with anybody outside the label there were so many great artists just there 
And when they did theirs, you know what I'm saying? Basically, it was like the no, the no limit greatest hits, basically, like type thing. But like they had a, they had a joint on there called Hot Boys. Well, Hot Boys and Girls, and I know. Well, to be honest with you, the news really kind of went under the radar, so nobody's really talking about like the whole mystical thing that's going on right now. But you know, he just got arrested for a rape. But he was on that. He was on that track. You had mystical. You had Mia X, which I always say Mia X is in my top three of female rappers of all time. I don't care what nobody say. Even you, Scoots, you be trying to disrespect Mia X. Mia X is that deal. So anyway, it was it was a mystical Mia X, Silk the Shocker. Master P, man, I feel like somebody else was on that track. But then you had one of really the biggest songs that really, it, it came out of New Orleans. And make them say, oh. And this is what me and, this is where me and Scoots had our conversation because he was just like, yo. He was like, she didn't even have the hottest verse on Make Him Say Uh. And I was like, okay, Make Him Say Uh, no, because Mystical completely killed it. But within saying that, even though Mystical really, I will say this, I like Mystical's verse on Hot Boys and Girls, but Mia X verse was right there. Make him say, um, maybe not, but make him say, um, was, I mean, it was pretty much the whole team. You had Mystical, he had the last verse. You had really everybody, I think the only other person that was on that one, I, th I, believe, it, I believe it was Fiend, if I'm not mistaken. I think Fiend was on there. But also on that, um, on that Hot Boys and Girls, the one person I left out was Mac. Mac was on that song as well. But he was able to build a label and only feature everybody on there. So with them featuring people that is on your label, you're able to come up with songs like uh, Keep It Real. That was on a Young Bleed album. It was Young Bleed, CeeLo, and Master P. And with Master P jumping on the record, that took that song. I think that's one of the, that was one of the most underrated songs to come out of the whole No Limit like thing. That's one of my favorite songs. And you know, when you think about all of the stuff that came out under that record label, to say that a Young Bleed song featuring CeeLo and Master P, that's how highly regarded this song is for me. So Master P was able to do something very big when it came to 
no limit. All right, right? So Rick Ross, when it comes to MMG, he came out with the, what you call that joint? Self-made, the self-made albums, right? The first one, it was Rick Ross, Wale, Meek Mill, and was it Staley? I think Staley was on, I think Staley was on the, Staley might've been on the second one. And the second one had, um, what's my man name? God, why am I, can't remember his name. Omarion. How can I forget his name? His name is staying in the news right now because the whole thing of, you know, him and his brother having girls on the stage, like rubbing both of them down. And then the whole thing of what he did on the verses, how he completely got himself murdered. The dude got hits, but it's starting to seem like it's starting to seem like he's he's kind of making a mockery of himself. Like I don't know, I don't know why this dude, I don't know why this dude is doing this. Like this is this is ridiculous. Like to completely make a mockery of yourself just to get some clicks. I hate it. I hate that he's doing this, but. He did a volume one and a volume two when it comes to Rick Ross of MMG. The first one, man, like one of the best songs, man, is Running Rebels. Like people really need to go check out that Running Rebels. That, that, man, that is dope. Self Made was good. Wale is just one of the well, I've always said this, Wale is one of the greatest rappers, um, you know what I'm saying, to get in the booth. And he was really, he was really like the highlight of the self-made albums. I mean, obviously, you know, you got Meek Mill, but I, I, I think that Wale was more, more on a pedestal when it comes to the self-made albums. Um, I personally, like the self-made two better. I think that there was more hits on there. There was better there was better collabs on there. I mean you had the power circle, you know what I'm saying? They had Rick Ross, Kendra Lamar, Gunplay. It was, you know what I'm saying? It was it was a bunch of stuff on there. This thing of ours had Wale, Rick Ross, and Nas. I mean that was really like the best song on that album. You had Fountain of Youth that had Rick Ross, Staley, and Nipsey Hustle. Um, on that bag of money, another one of those. It was a uh, Wale, Meat Mill, Rick Ross, and you had T Pain on the hook. Killer. I'm talking about that was a killer. Then when you just think about like the stuff that even Rick Ross been featured on, man. Um, when it comes to DJ Drama, Feds taking pictures of me. You had. Yeah, Young Jeezy, Willie the Kid, Jim Jones, Young Buck, and T.I. all on that track with Rick Ross with feds taking pictures. Well, it's really just called taking pictures, but you know what I'm saying? You just gotta throw the feds in there. Then, Rick Ross was on that Ace Hood 
Hustle, uh, Hustle Hard remix with Wayne. Man, that that song hit like a storm. Ace Hood is another one though, dude. I, like when, when you're talking about like just Miami in general, there's a lot of talent to come out of there, and Ace Hood is always the person that's always left out. And I know that now he's been independent for the last couple of years. So his stuff isn't getting airplay. Like you, you really have to follow Ace Hood to really get his music now. So, but as far as talent level and skill, one of the best to do it, man. So uh, shout out to Ace Hood. And the last group that I got to mention, man. But within mentioning this group, you know, some of the best Wayne collabs uh, when you're talking about Young Money. But some of the best Wayne collabs, I mean, you got Joel Santana, Make It Work For You, featuring Young Jeezy and Wayne. Oh, man. Oh, man. That was, that was a killer. That was around the time that I was in college as well. But you know, Joel's and Wayne had a relationship at that time. Like they did a couple of mixtapes together that I can't feel my face thing they had going on. But that was another great feature, man, for the way that they put that together. But then when you look at the whole Young Money thing, now they was only real. They really only did the one, which sucked. I hated that because I felt I felt that they could have really had a great thing. But that We Are Young Money album, man, you had Gooder, you had Wife Beater, you had Past the Duchess, Fuck with the Bulls, Roger That, Finale, which for some odd reason Roger That was one of the, like, I think Roger That was the first single, and Roger That had Wayne, Nicki, and Tygon. But that was dope. Um, my favorite was always a Finale. And everybody was on Finale. You had Gutter Gutter. You had Jay Mills. You had Tiger. Lil Twist. Lil Chucky. Chanel. Wayne. Drake. Mac Main. Like everybody was on that. Gutter Gutter. Gutter Gutter. I ain't, even, I ain't even gonna get started. Because I know a lot of people don't know who Gutter Gutter is, but that dude, you wanna talk about a dude that is a crazy spitter that don't have an album? I, like, I've always, if, if I could sit down with Wayne, I feel that I would ask Wayne the questions that nobody else is asking. And one of the questions that I would want to ask Wayne is like, what's the deal with Gutter Gutter? Now, within saying that, I love Gutter Gutter, but is it a situation that he can't put an album together? Is it just that he's only good for like eight bars? Or what's the situation? Because 
Every time you hear a great gutter gutter verse, it's always one verse. Like it, it, it's, it's never, he don't do the hooks. It's always a verse. And it's usually the first one. He's usually the one who always start the verse off. And I would just want to know, like, what, like, what's the deal with Gutter Gutter? Like, why we never got a Gutter Gutter, like, quote unquote, album? I would love to ask Wayne that. But, like I said, I know I left a lot of songs out that I did not mention. But I feel the songs that I did mention, I know some of them might have might have been like not like hits hits. But you also got to understand, and I spoke about this on the last episode when I was talking about Drake, is the fact of, like, like another song that could have been mentioned, that Forever song, that had Kanye, Drake, Eminem, uh, who else was on that song? Was Wayne on that? He might have been. But I usually, like, songs that are really not the single even though some of these were singles but some of these was album cuts I'm usually more of an album cut type of person so some of these songs you might not know some of these songs might have been mixtapes but with that being said that's just really my taste in music I know I probably missed some stuff here and there so don't kill me for it but this is also hopefully I can open you up to something different to or even, yo, I forgot all about that song. I'm gonna have to go back and listen to it. But with that being said, I post all this stuff on social media. So y'all can go to s.foster8 on Instagram or Twitter. Put in your comments, yo, you missed this. I love that you mentioned this or I forgot about that. Um, you also can go to 28 Minutes or Less Pod. That is just on IG. I still need to get a Twitter page. For that um but please rate subscribe leave a review on apple Podcasts. let me know what you think new ideas whatever something that you want me to cover all of that type stuff y'all can do that on my social media platforms or you could do it on uh, apple i know you can rate on spotify but i don't know if you can leave a comment on spotify i'm not sure about that i've never done that so uh, check me out there. Also, check out the Viewers Anonymous. Uh, me and Scoops, we still dropping two episodes a week. So uh, y'all can check us out on all major platforms. Also, breaking news, breaking news. The 4-3 podcast is coming back for season two. Um, we plan on starting that up, uh, if I'm not mistaken, in September. So uh, we're going to be giving y'all football and that is college and NFL talk. Uh, we've been having some very productive meetings. Um, you know, going into the second season, we're trying to give you all a better product. Um, we always want to do things that's better for the listener and the viewer, because that's going to be, um, you're going to be able to watch and listen, because we do audio and video for the 4-3 pod. And if y'all forgot who that includes, that includes myself, Scoops Bronson, JD Oracle, Siege, and the guy E. Carter. 
you know what I'm saying? Those are um, podcasters that I think, let me see, I'm in my fifth year, but I think that everybody at least has over three years of podcast experience over there. So um, hopefully this material, not this material, but this podcast can take you over to Viewers Anonymous and the 4-3 Podcast. So I will hope to be able to uh, take some of my listenership over there as well. And shout out to all of those guys as well. But this was episode 96 of the 28 Minutes or Less Podcast. And I'm out.